Welcome to the Leadership Podcast, Small Things Make a Big Difference. My name is Spencer Holt. I'm a husband, father of four amazing children. I've lived in Canada, the United States, and the United Kingdom, and I speak fluently all three types of English. I've been a banker, part of an oil and gas startup. I've opened up a couple restaurants, and I currently lead the commercial learning organization inside AstraZeneca. I am passionate about what makes leaders effective and how we can all be more intentional in doing small things that will make a big difference in the lives of the people we interact with. Dylan Burroughs says that when we realize the shortness of life, we begin to see the importance of making every moment count. Now, small things that make a big difference was born out of really kind of COVID-19 saying, What can I do during this time to learn some new skills, to try something different and potentially make a difference in those that might listen and in particularly the lives in for myself, but also maybe the lives that I interact with and in particular, my family. What you're going to hear today is a little bit of a reflection of a, the journey of small things that make a big difference and in particular, someone who has really helped that. And my hope is that at the end of this episode, you will come away with things that you can do and maybe perhaps a challenge of how to approach obstacles and hard things a little bit differently. May we embrace the moments that we have. And at the end, when we come out of them, be very intentional on ensuring that it aligns with our values and the person that we're trying to become. This week, I am so excited. Now, I know I say so excited a lot, but without a doubt, and this is no disrespect to any of my other guests, this will be, to date, my most favorite guest and potentially all time, Ann Holt, Welcome to Small Things Make a Big Difference. (laughs) Thank you. Now, Anne is a 16-year-old young adult that most of you won't know. When I started this podcast and I was thinking about how do I do this and how do I get a graphic and how do I edit, Anne not only helped, well, she not helped me, she did the logo. She helps me with the editing and mostly she will always do the pictures and some of the visuals that we get. So Anne, if you would, as a 16-year-old thriving young adult in the world, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you are doing. Okay, so my name is Anne. As my dad said, I'm 16. Um, I work two jobs. One's at a restaurant and one is cleaning an Airbnb and I just got my license two months ago. Yeah, talk about freedom, both for her, but also as a parent. Like yesterday, Anne was able to go pick up our youngest from soccer practice, and that was liberating. So, Anne, um, thank you for that. And also, so tell us a little bit more about your influence on small things make a big difference. What is your role? Uh, Well, like my dad said, I did the logo. I helped edit um, all of the other podcasts and I helped design, um, the visuals and the social media posts. Now with that, and you also are an avid listener to small things make a big difference. And I thought it would be fun as we reflect on 
all the ones you've listened to, I'd love to get some insight. If you had to pick three, let's just say three, are there, are there, what would you say were your most impactful ones? Maybe not favorite because I don't want anyone to feel bad, but what ones stand out to you that really hit you in the heart? Okay, well, I really liked all of them and all of them are really fun to listen to, but I would say that my top three would be uh, Mary Louise, who uh, is some GMs for hotels in Disney, and I really liked how she how she decided she was going to be an authentic leader by really embracing who she was, who her family was, and who her value and what her values were, and she wasn't afraid to like show that to other people and embrace that. Um, another one I liked was Scott O'Neill, um, the CEO of the Sixers and New Jersey Red Devils, and I really liked how he said that. In order to like help others, you like also want to like become that person that you want in your life. So just like striving to be uh, like the best version of yourself and like building your network and relationships. And then my other favorite one was Terrence Powell, who's one of my dad's really good friends, and I'd like to say one of my really good friends too. Um, and I really liked how he brought up even like simple acts of acknowledgement and like tough situations or even uncomfortable situations are really important and they do go a long way. Just kind of like the smaller things make a big difference. Wow. Great summary. In fact, you know, if this is might be your first time listening, you might want to go back and listen to each one of those, um, those episodes. And as you have eloquently kind of said the impact that it made with you. And so, Anne, I'd love to kind of just talk a little bit, of, you know, let's, let's take a, Mary Louise, for example, you talked about her ability to be authentic. How do you apply that in your life today? What does authenticity look like for a 16-year-old who honestly, you know, you've now you've lived in three different countries and, you know, you entered into a new high school last year and you're now going into a virtual educational setting. What does authentic leadership look like for you? Well, as a junior in high school, obviously I'm not doing anything like on it, the grand scale of things that I can be, I guess, somewhat of a leader amongst my peers and just kind of like being who I am and not shying away from that and not like trying to be something that I'm not just kind of um, like remembering like, I guess the core values that we've like established as a family and that I've established like on my own. Okay, well, excellent point, right? That foundation of core values. Now, so if you were to articulate your core values, what, what, would, you, what would you say to people listening what are your core values and how do you live into them? Um, well, like as a family, we decided that our core values were being honest, um, kind, hardworking, and to like always do the right thing. And so those are like some foundation ones that I've had ever since I was really small. And so, so great, you know, you might be listening. Do you, that We've had those core values for a really long time. And... How would you say, like, can you give me an example of when you had to live into those, of what that might have looked like, the challenge, and then the execution of living into those values? Um, well, just kind of like basic moments, like if me and my brothers will get into an argument, and then we kind of have to come in, and we have to, like, reevaluate and reflect on our actions, and I say, like, oh, like, are we being kind? And we're like, no, and then we have to, like, say sorry, and just kind of, like, fix what we're doing. I love that. Um, and... My guess is, as a young adult in a world where I think probably growing up today is harder than it's ever been, what does it look like when you know when when you talk about do the right thing? My sense is do the right thing might feel and look different for a lot of different people. 
how do you do the right thing, but also be an inclusive leader where you don't make somebody else feel bad because they're, maybe their beliefs aren't the same or their values aren't the same. That doesn't make them a bad person. What does that balance of doing the right thing and living in your core values look like while also being an inclusive leader and friend? Well, I mean, it's like a weird balance that's hard to figure out, especially as like a teenager in high school, because everyone's trying to figure out who they want to be and who they are. So what I found um, from living in a bunch of different places is that just um, kind of doing what you know is right and not necessarily telling others what is right just kind of gives like the best feedback to uh, what you're doing. And if people like happen to notice that what you're doing is different to theirs and they like that, then that's great. But if they don't, that's okay too. You just kind of, uh, you don't have to like tell other people how to live. It's everyone is like right in their own way, I guess. Oh, I love that. And we, you know, oftentimes you can imagine sometimes whole conversations, we talk about environment and we talk about surrounding yourselves with individuals that A, help you become a better person, but also um, help you live into your values that continue to help you do that. What does that look like in your life? How does that happen? Maybe maybe why you've got two different jobs and why you've got different friend groups. Walk me Walk me through that. Um, well, my dad's always told me that you are a summary of the five people you most hang out with. And so, like, it's mostly, like, based on your environment. So you always want to try to surround yourself with the best people you can. Like, both of my working environments, um, I like I really like the people in them. Um, and they're all, like, a positive influence on me. And then all my friends, I would say, are, like, really good influences on me as well. And even though we all have, like, different beliefs and different, like, backgrounds and stuff it's still like really fun and it's just like nice to include everyone this my friends is why i have such confidence in the future when we think about you know helping our kids um and, and to be honest i think we actually learn from them in terms of how do we embrace differences how do we be a part of people without judging and without looking at color or race but actually embracing it and recognizing its diversity i see that in your friendship groups and also in your ability to include others, which, um, which, which I love. Okay. A couple more questions, Anne. If you, you know, oftentimes I think one of the things that as all of us, either we're a parent or we are an aunt or we're an uncle or we are, um, influencers of different people, what would you say to folks what, what sort of things can we do to help a generation like yours to share insights? Not where we're like, hey, don't preach to me, but what can we do to help um, shape and guide individuals like yourself so it doesn't become like awkward or annoying? Um, well, I don't have, I'm not really in the position to give parenting tips necessarily, but I guess just like being super supportive and even if like you don't necessarily like even if you don't necessarily agree with uh, your children's or whatever um, their opinions, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily wrong. And so just um, supporting them and encouraging them to kind of like figure out uh, their own opinions in life and not just kind of following the rest of the pack, I think is really important. Oh, I like that. Okay. Um, and also, is there anything that in terms of how do we truly embrace 
authenticity. So you've talked a little bit about authen, authen, being an authentic leader from Mary Lee's. You also talked about from Scott O'Neill, um, the ability to say, how do we continue to surround ourselves and build our network? And then from Terrence Powell, you, you know, you say, like embrace the hard moments and, you know, don't be afraid of awkward situations and to do the right thing. Uh, what, how do we, you know, if you were to give any thoughts to, because sometimes I think you actually can help us in our tips, what sort of things could you give, share with us to say, what can we do to become better leaders? Um, I think becoming a better leader, like definitely starts with changing yourself and I guess reflecting on, um, who you are and who you want to be. And if you kind of like take a step back to the bigger picture, if you, um, like see things you need to change, like you have to be the change in yourself. Like you can't wait for other people to change for you or for your environment to change. You have to take action to, um, change it and to, uh, be where you want to be. Oh, I love that. And by the way, this is unscripted. So don't don't think like we've had lots of practices. Um, if anything, we I think we had to have a couple conversations around that you you have something to offer and you are a little bit worried around, you know, oh, do I want to do this? I I think this is incredibly brave and it does come down to mindset. And what I, you know, again, this is sometimes what I'll see in a 16-year-old in terms of oh, I don't want to do this or this might be hard. I also see in a 30, 40, a 55-year-old 50, adult. And what, what are some things that we can do to embrace a positive mindset and do things that might even seem hard? Um, well, if you ever listened to anything else my dad's ever said, he's really big into mindset and to having like a, a positive mind. And um, some of the values, I used to go to an IB school when we lived in England, and one of the main values was to have like an open mind. And an open mindset means that you're willing to embrace diversity, embrace uh, other people's ideas, um, and most importantly, like embrace um, like your own mindset to change. And so, just kind of having that um, mindset of like embracing positivity and em embracing change, I think, is like the biggest key. Oh my goodness! Um, as you can see, I think oftentimes leadership not only comes from multiple different individuals in particular sometimes we always look for it maybe in a senior leader but this is a great example of how we can see leadership at multiple ages and if we will pause and take time and listen to the examples around us there is a lot to learn and as the podcast goes small things make a big difference. And so my question, my fine, actually, I've got a couple more questions. I think this is incredibly important. If you are to listen to a song now that you're driving and you're going to be responsible where you didn't play the music too loud, what song, if you could listen to any song, what song would you listen to today? Um, well, my car is not necessarily super old. I love my car, but it doesn't have an aux or the Bluetooth is broken. So I can only listen to CDs. <laughs> um, so I've gotten like really old CDs. Um, I don't know. As you're thinking about that, let me actually just maybe clarify, right? As a responsible parent, we've got a, um, a responsible car that is safe. And you're right. It probably, it has like a, you know, I'm, I don't know how many of you actually even have CDs anymore, but you know, it's an older car and it just has CDs. 
So let's just say if you had to listen to one of your CDs today, what song would you be jamming to? Um, probably something from Whitney Houston. <laughs> that might appeal. Uh, she recently got a Whitney Houston CD from um, a, a friend, and she's now exploring it's actually from that. an antique market. An antique market. Well done, Anne. Now, if you did have Bluetooth, is there a song of choice today or a group that you're jamming out to? Definitely One Direction. Oh, One Direction. And so if you're trying to be down with the teenagers of today, in particular, maybe uh, the, the female generation, One Direction <laughs> is where it's at. Definitely. Now, also, Anne, if you were to describe one small leadership habit that you do on a regular basis that makes a big difference in the lives of the people that you interactive that you interact with, what would it be? Um, I would say that one of the things that I've tried to work on and try to include um, in kind of my daily habits is kind of reaching out to people that I haven't talked to in a while, especially because I knew so much, so I have friends that I don't necessarily get to see face-to-face -face anymore. So I do try to reach out to people just to see how they're doing and um, just kind of like ask them basic questions and stuff. Oh, I love that. If you're listening to this right now, and I would, I would actually recommend that we embrace what Anne has just said. If there's someone that's on our mind that we have not spoken to in quite some time, send them a message, send them a text, and, and let them know that you're thinking of them and you care about them. Um, and I love that. That is definitely a small thing that makes a big difference. <laughs> you have been amazing and incredibly courageous and brave. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Small Things Make a Big Difference. You can probably tell this will be a very special episode for me, not just today, but probably for the rest of my life. And demonstrates courage and the power of mindset. What you don't know is Yes, that this was really unscripted, but the almost fear and self-doubt for her to come on beforehand was definitely there. But what I am most encouraged by, and you know, as a dad proud by, is that on her own and through the power of positivity and a growth mindset, she decided to try. And may each of us, regardless of the challenge or the opportunity that we are thinking about doing, if we're a little bit fearful or a little bit hesitant, may we be like Anne and embrace the opportunity and just try it. It might not be perfect, but there is learning and growth in the journey. And you might surprise yourself when you come out on the end. Also, May we think about the small thing that makes a big difference for Anne and reach out to somebody today and encourage them to be brave, to be kind, and to be the difference. Mm -hmm.